Welcome to Capes and Critiques, where we give our two cents on comic characters and pop culture. This issue, we'll be discussing the spooky murder mystery spectacular known as the Long Halloween. <laughs> All right, so on today's podcast, we're going to be talking about, drumroll, the Long Halloween. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> we're here. She's queer. We're ready to go. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> We're having technical difficulties today with just about everything, with our faces, our lungs, our brains, our microphones. Yeah, don't drink the night before you plan to record in the morning, because everything will probably end in tragedy, as this afternoon is looking. (laughs) Yes, but we're here, and we're ready to talk about something... (laughs) The long Halloween... (laughs) We're going to talk about the long Halloween. Yes, we are. (laughs) Okay. So to kick this off, um, the long Halloween, if you don't know what it is, it's a pretty iconic Batman story. (laughs) Pretty iconic Batman story. It's pretty iconic. As in, like, it's still being printed for being so old. So um, I'll give you that. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, mean, not everything that's still running that's older is good, but... um, I think The Long Halloween's one of those things that you should read as a Batman fan if you get the chance because it's it's iconic art. It's Tim Sale. Like, he draws a really iconic Batman. And Jeff Loeb, who's a pretty amazing Batman writer. And writer overall. Like, Definitely. his stuff is, is pretty legit. I think they are an extremely well-rounded and prolific pair in terms of comics because not only have they done Batman and Tim Sale does phenomenal things with the bat and just like batman as a symbol not i don't know how i feel about like bruce wayne but definitely batman as a symbol in gotham and just as yeah fear like Mm -hmm. his play with shadows like we talk about all the time it's just it excels and i think even though sometimes jeff Loeb's storytelling is a little wordy for me it's still manageable yeah because it's not like trying to confuse me with his words Yeah. As like I think some authors do, they want to throw. They have so many ideas, and a lot of them come up on a page. And like Jeff Loeb just tends to have a lot of dialogue, but yeah. it's not confusing. It's easily digestible. But the long Halloween was a slow Unlike start, that. people. Slow start. It is a slow start, but it builds up really nice. I like the build up a lot in Long Halloween. I think, I think you have to get to Valentine's Day, and then it starts going up. I do not recommend reading it all in one sitting. <laughs> I like read, some people I know did. <laughs> I read The Long Halloween 48 hours ago in one sitting <laughs> for the first time outside of his Wikipedia information. Okay, well, since you said that, we should start with that. So what were our kind of impressions of The Long Halloween before we read it? Because like I said, it's a pretty iconic Batman story that a lot of people talk about. Um, and I know that you don't like that. So tell us why. <laughs> <laughs> tell us what you thought of The Long Halloween before reading it. What I knew about the long Halloween before reading it, well, to be fair, for a very long, like, an embarrassingly long time, I did think it was Calendar Man. I did think it was about (laughs) Calendar Man. And so I want to say about a year ago, (laughs) I had a friend who is a very big, like, Marvel fan, like, super 
not Superman, Spider-Man's, like, number one fan, he texted me. He's like, oh, I read The Long Halloween. I was like, oh, the one with Calendar Man? He's like, no, The Holiday. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Well, I mean, Calendar Man is in <laughs> I know, but I But, yeah, like, he's Calendar, not. He's not the killer. I thought Calendar Man was, like, the big bad. And I was like, I felt, like, so much shame for, like, not knowing <laughs> these things. And he's like, I thought you were really into Batman. And I was like, I am. <laughs> <But> <laughs> Like, I ran off to, like, Wikipedia and just, like, tried to get my life together. Because um, you hear about the long Halloween and a lot of things, just, like, I don't think you get things like Dark Knight, Year One. Like, there's just some na- names and titles that get dropped continuously with certain characters. Like, Superman, Red Sun. Like, there's just some things you hear all the time. And then reading the wiki, I don't think I got all the way through, which is thankful because I didn't spoil it completely for myself. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit. Like, literally everyone shows up. Literally <laughs> everyone. This is going to this is gonna be so fucking confusing. I'm just bowing out right now. Um, I really enjoy Harvey Dent as a character at times. So that was a... That was an ominous statement. I enjoy Harvey Dent <laughs> at times. But I think that's what always kind of piqued my interest. Yeah, so seeing a DA Harvey Dent, not just Two-Face Harvey Dent. Um, but I did not know much other than the entire um, premise of it. You know, murder. <laughs> <laughs> unsolved murder yep. for months. Mm-hmm. For a continuous string of holidays. Yeah. And well, a year. From Halloween yeah. to Halloween. And... The fact that most of Batman's rogues gallery shows up, like the iconic ones. Yeah. That was the extent of my knowledge. And I was like, you know what? I'm good. We'll figure it out one day. They'll make a movie, right? <laughs> um, I'll learn then. I don't know. I've just I'll never learned that. <laughs> Despite um, how much I love Jeff Loeb's writing, which I actually like his Marvel writing a lot more than I've liked his DC writing, and how I love Batman Shadows. I love Batman Shadows. I just never gave a fuck to pick up the long Halloween until we decided <laughs> to do this podcast, and I felt like I had a gun to my head, a twenty-two caliber in my head, to read this in my bed at night. <laughs> Like, fuck, fuck, I'm running out of time. <laughs> so that's why I do not recommend. I, I read a lot in one sitting. I can't do chapter by chapter anyways. But I think there's more there's more suspense if you were to read it. Chapter by chapter and pacing yourself and not looking at the last page first. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking failure. Uh. Yes, so this is my very sad and disturbing <laughs> exposition to the long halloween leading up to 48 hours ago when i completed the series or the short um so what about you so me and long halloween well because it's an iconic batman story unlike you (laughs) i was like okay i'll pick it up and read it because everybody talked about it like at the end of the day whether it's good or bad if someone says that okay the long halloween is name dropped a lot just like you said just like dark knight um year one all that shit so i'm like okay i'm a batman fan i should probably read this and regardless if i end up liking it or not like i still know what's happening in conversations i think that's for the most part why i pick up titles that like a lot of people talk about um so i read the long halloween a long time ago like for the first time Oh, God, I want to say maybe maybe high school or college, somewhere around. So, yeah, when I say like maybe high school, early college, that's around the time that I first read The Long Halloween. For this, like when I actually bought it to own it in my little hands, I kind of reread it, skimmed it again. And then I like looked through it again for this just to like refresh my memory so I could talk about it. But I liked it. I really like the build up to it and the suspense. And I think that 
it deserves to be considered one of the iconic uh, Batman titles. I think that it's a really interesting exposition into Batman and why he does what he does, what he believes in, how, like his connection to Gotham. A lot of that also tied in into a really good mystery because I, I did not know how that was going to end I up. I did in not know. Yeah. I, I was fucking confused. I read the <laughs> last page because I'm an idiot and I was still confused. <laughs> so I think we can brand me as a full blown idiot when it comes to these murder mysteries. Just, I but can't I like do it. That. I like to be surprised. I hate when you can easily figure out who the culprit is, especially in like this mystery kind of setting, like where there's a lot of suspense and a lot of buildup, a lot of like detective investigation kind of stuff going on. So it's really nice not to know the ending. So I'm glad that before I read this, I hadn't been spoiled because I know I'm, I'm sure some people have been spoiled just because it's talked about a lot and like. If you don't want to be spoiled, you should probably not continue listening to this because we are definitely going to be talking about who Holiday ends up being at the end of the story. Um, but yeah, I really liked it overall. I think it was really well written and well paced. Even if it was slow at the beginning, I didn't mind it. Okay, and I think we're going to try our best to not reveal Holiday probably till the end. So if you want to yeah. hear just kind of like what is going to come up. Like, maybe you're going to hear about someone that makes you want to read comics because I think everybody has that one character that they're like, oh, they're in that? Let me go figure out because I want to know more. So we're going to try really, really, really hard. And if not, we're going to insert a giant... Insort? <laughs> insort? <laughs> we're going to insert a giant. Like, okay, spoiler, this is who Holiday is. Skip 10 seconds, please. Don't um, drink before recording. You insert things. <laughs> one thing that I wanted to do because, oh my God, I am really extremely susceptible to comments on packaging like what are those called like the quotes that go on packagings for books um like the the new york times best-selling blah yes, blah yes Wait, what's am... the one on long Con- oh, i'm gonna read the one on long Conway. the long halloween is more than a comic book it is an epic tragedy I'm christopher very nolan director yes, of exactly. the dark knight rises okay. because there's a part i think on the packaging that tells you um somewhere on the packaging that tells you that you can tell that that the long halloween inspired or like that the dark knight trilogy by christopher nolan is inspired by yeah there's um, a lot yeah there's a lot of influences that you can pine it kind of pick up on it like harvey dent in general no that's why i hadn't read this before the trilogy but i'm like fuck now i gotta go well i didn't because i was like six when the trilogy started <laughs> jesus that's fair that's because <laughs> so that's why i'm like that's, and I'm super susceptible to things on packaging. So the entire time I'm like, gotta read the, tri- gotta watch the trilogy, gotta watch it, gotta watch it, gotta watch it. <laughs> well, I'm reading it. So, um, but I think we're ready to get into the meat of the, the long meat, Halloween. Yeah, the meat of the matter. All right. So tell us more about what takes place in the long haul. Okay, so kind of a really quick summary of it that you could probably pick up on Wiki that'll be better and more interesting than what I have to say, but I'll give it to you anyway. So the long Halloween is a long-ass murder mystery that takes place over a year in, I guess, Gotham's life. Um, so the first murder happens on Halloween, and then they're trying to track the killer and they can't find it can't find them and then thanksgiving comes around and then there's another murder and then christmas and another murder christmas eve all this so then you start seeing the pattern that this killer starts killing on holidays and that's why they're given the name holiday until you actually find out who it is at the end um 
So throughout this, Batman, Jim Gordon, Harvey Dent, Catwoman, a bunch of people are trying to find out who Holiday is. And so you see them working together. Um, and then you, you see how the story unfolds with Falcone, the Maronis, like a bunch of mob groups, a bunch of rogues come into it as well. Like you pretty much see the entire rogues gallery at that point anyway. So you Scarecrow. Poison Ivy. Joker pops up for like a, a cameo. <laughs> Basically, he's no, our, Joker has his chapters. Yeah, but like, okay, he's in it like a little amount for like Joker. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then yeah, Catwoman, uh, Mad Hatter, Scarecrow. Everybody has their moment in it and their involvement, um, in this. And so, even though the the string of the story is obviously trying to find out who Holiday is, there's a lot of other things that are happening in the background too that kind of move the story forward. Definitely, um, I think there are a lot of um, just person driven arcs that are happening throughout the story. Not only for obviously Batman, who is Bruce Wayne, but you also have just the romantic and just like kind of like little domestic life of Jim Gordon and, and yeah. Harvey Dent going on because it is a year in the life, essentially. Yeah, it's a year in everyone's life because starts on Halloween, ends on Halloween. Um, and if Harvey Dent's in a story, y'all know he's going to turn into Two-Face in the end. <laughs> Sad to say. Um, but yeah, that's how that kind of ends up for them. But yeah, just tracking a year in the life from Halloween to Halloween and all the murders that happen in the holidays in between. And that's basically the long Halloween. If any of the rogues that she just mentioned are going to have some sort of impact, but it's just different, obviously. It matches their um, personality and just kind of like their history, and they're all being used either as plot devices or as tools by the characters to be able to figure out who this holiday person Correct, is. yeah. Because not only do you have, um, quote-unquote, justice out here looking for holiday <laughs> in, the, in the guise of... Jim Gordon, the DA as Harvey Dent and Batman, but you also have kind of the crime families trying to figure things out. Um, yeah, because like nobody knows. Yeah. yeah, nobody knows the Falcones and and Maroni's family just because Falcone's family has been targeted. So like the mob family has been targeted. The the side of the law has no idea what's happening, and you as a reader, you're like, what? <laughs> Who the fuck did this? <laughs> yeah. Who did this? Because yeah. the more that you think it's one person, something else happens, and you're like, oh, well, I guess not. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, interesting leads that you got reading it, and you're like, oh, my God, I, I totally figured out. It's this person. And then you're like, oh, no, it's, it's not this person. I, was I think wrong. I had one guess, and it was wrong. Because, <laughs> Who was your guess? <laughs> because... Oh, I was like, oh, fuck it. Obviously, it's Maroney's family. Yeah. I was like, duh, come on. Duh, of course. I'm like, what the fuck? I actually thought it was Sophia for the longest time. Sophia Falcone. Jitty. Oh, my God. <laughs> Vitti's mom. Yeah. Jitty. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was Vitti's mom. I was like, oh, shit, that would be a good one. But Yeah, so there, there are a lot of chapters well, most of the chapters are obviously taking on, most of the issues are taking on a specific holiday. So we start off in Halloween, and as you mentioned, we're going into Christmas, we're going well, into Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving we're going Christmas. into Christmas, we're going into Mother's Day, Father's Day, April Fool's, Valentine's Day. These are all out of order, but you know the holidays Yeah, there. <laughs> It's the spirit that matters. And there are times that there are certain rogues that are directly tied to a certain holiday. Like, yeah, so Poison Ivy, Valentine's Day. 
the Riddler, April Fools. The Fools yeah, um, and he's the only one that was spared, quote by Holiday. Because it was that it, it was, that was hilarious. Yeah, I think that was that a was an April Fool's nod, like an April to Fool's April joke. Fools. Yeah, I agree. I was like, like, ooh, that was a good one. You're the only one that got kept alive. I found it interesting, well, because it's the only rogue that was directly like targeted, not yeah. like a side character. Yeah, because um, everybody else was kind of. Uh, I guess would kind of have sway or influence on the rest of the story. Mm-hmm. Like the one that they traced Holiday's guns back to. Like he, he was killed. Um, and then obviously the VD and like the people on the Yeah, because who the fuck would have cared if... Okay, I get it. The law cares. But who the fuck would have cared if Riddler died? Like in yeah. that moment, nobody would have been like, oh, gotta uh, get that holiday. Yeah, exactly. Like he wouldn't have a direct impact. Like obviously you target a Falcone, a Falcone, uh, you're going to get the rest of the family's brunt. And that's what you see in the beginning, obviously. That's what kind of kicks this all off because the first victim is Vidi, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. The, the first victim is Vidi. That's before we fully know that it's Yeah, exactly. That's before we even know that there's this mass murderer who yeah. apparently kills on holidays. Because at that, <laughs> yeah, at that time in Halloween, they just thought it was a hit, two bullet wounds. Um, and then it's until obviously you need another with a pacifier <laughs> silencer. That was always weird. Yeah. So because the MO is a 22 caliber pistol, um, as you mentioned, using a pacifier as a silencer. Well, and the maybe- well, the nipple of a bottle of a baby yes, bottle. Yeah. The nipple of a bottle as a silencer on the gun. And leaving some sort of token related to the holiday. Yeah, like, because obviously for Halloween, it was the jack-o'-lantern. Mm-hmm, it was a little pumpkin. Yeah, and then For on Thanksgiving, it was a cornucopia. Cornucopia, yeah. Left on the table because it was a family member having having Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. <laughs> and then Christmas, it was a snow globe, so on, so forth. Yeah, so Valentine's there was, in- was a box of chocolates, and like the visual storytelling for these murders, I think, is gorgeous. Right? And just the yeah. way that it flows continuously, like, you can have all these full pages of like these murders and they're just it's, it's a beautiful story i think unfortunately of murder but <laughs> i think, I think <laughs> tim sale is able to, to yeah. capture that and it's black and white and it's still captivating yeah because you go from like these these very beautiful like flat transition colors because like that's that's what it is I and mean, it's a batman story so it's only going to be so colorful but you have beautiful <laughs> blues and purples and then you have this stark black and white and it's just visually beautiful and especially with just the way that tim sale is able to manipulate shadows i think and i've said that so many times but it's like shadows. you have to like y- yeah it's like you have if you haven't seen tim sale's art before just like look it up like tim sale batman um and you will see some really really nice ass panels of batman and of gotham in general i think that tim sale has a very stylistic art style like something that you wouldn't necessarily say is pretty but is kind of mesmerizing in its own way and pretty oh, incredible definitely i think um mm-hmm. something that we've touched upon like not on podcast but um in general is that dc has gotten to this point where like most of their artists like have these beautiful faces like all these women all these men they're beautifully chiseled and drawn and it's like some sort of like runway models kind of look for everyone and tim sales art is very much like humanizes like these are people like this is this is what people look like because right now nobody looks like the way that wonder woman or hal jordan look like you just don't look like that you know? <laughs> you do not look like they that they do not <laughs> but i think that's some of the realism in his art yeah and one of the things that doesn't feel as creepy as it should be but the panels are so zoomed in I think you get like a lot of the face you get a lot of like the body silhouette and you don't um even when he does draw the city like it's more focused on the face because the backgrounds tend to be very simple for those things so you notice the characters a lot more even characters I probably don't give a shit about now because I can't remember their names (laughs) 
<laughs> but I think because this is such a character-driven story, I think the art style really fits into it. And oh, like yeah, you said, is, Loban, was, these were all positive. Yeah, Loban Sale, Wombo Combo, right there, my dudes. Like they're so good together. Like you can tell, just like Mr. Miracle people. Oh, um, Mitch and Mitch King. and Jared's. Yeah, geez. Mitch. It's Mitch, Mitch Jared's, Jared's is his full name. Yeah, Mitch and Jared's. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Miss Jared's and Tom, Tom King. King. I think they communicate really, really well together as like author artists as well, because you can really tell when the when the art and the story kind of push and drive each other. And I think that's when they're at their best. Not like the story carrying the art or the art carrying the story. I think that kind of integration is really hard to find sometimes. And I think Loeb and Sale really, really get it right for Long Halloween, like really get it right. Definitely okay. So do you have a favorite part of the long Halloween? Yeah, Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day? Valentine's Day is my favorite. I like this very stylized ivy that's literally a bush. Like, everywhere she goes, she's like, all and the green is with is her. And that is Tim Sale's ivy. It's yes, gorgeous. It's like, so good. Oh. oh, my God. He's been doing this for longer than I've been alive, honestly, <laughs> drawing <laughs> ivy this way. And yeah. it is great. Like, the way that he – that some of the things that he does with ba- the Batman villains – is beautiful. Yeah, like, the reason, another reason that I really like his Ivy is just sometimes you don't really connect Ivy and her plants because you see her all without them so often, but Tim Sale never draws her without her plants around. Like, some bushes, some uh, some shrubbery on her, some foliage, something. She is always directly connected to the green in his art, which is sometimes disconnected a lot of the other times she shows up, like, unless she's fighting and using her plants to fight, you don't see her with her plants. She's just kind of, like, dressed in green or is green, depending on, like, who's drawing her or whatever. But here, she's always directly connected. And I think that's such an that's such an awesome way to represent her character whenever she's around. Um, so I really like his Ivy. And overall, I really liked the Valentine's Day chapter and, like, the fight with Catwoman, Ivy, like, taking over Bruce and whatever, and then she has to go save him. I thought that that was really cool and really fun and also moved forward, advanced the relationship between Catwoman and Batman throughout all this because they do, like, every chapter they're kind of together or you see glimpses of them together either as Batman and Catwoman or Selina and Bruce. Like, they're always, like, there in the background. And so you see how that's connected to the story and all that. And I'm just Batcat trash, so I'm always down to clown with that. Um, it's extremely evident that Batman and Catwoman are brain dead for each other. They're essentially, like, <laughs> reading this and, like, not really being, like, a bad cat person. I'm just like, how the fuck do you not know that she's Catwoman? Yeah. Or how do you IQ not know? Bruce Wayne, how the fuck do you not know? World's greatest she- detective, get it together. Well, <laughs> it is ridiculous. And, uh, I mean, obviously I've never heard any of – I haven't heard any word in terms of, like, the bad cat from – from Jeff Loeb, if like that's part of it that you should like, the, you should expect them to know who the other person is. I don't know, but the way that Catwoman is articulated, the way that she speaks as both Selena and Catwoman is very specific. And the topics that she talks about, they transition not only as Catwoman, 
but as Selena, and then Selena as Catwoman. So, Bruce, how the fuck do you not get it together? <laughs> like, what do or you know about though, coincidences? When he's like, oh, thanks for helping Bruce Wayne. He's a friend of mine or whatever. She's like, what do you care about Bruce Wayne? <laughs> he's a friend of mine. Like, jeez. But also, that same, that same thing where as Selena, she's like, we can find some place to go. Like, I know places. Yes, as and then Catwoman, like, after. the next night or whatever, I know places to go to. Like, do you not find that strange, Bruce? You don't believe in coincidences. <laughs> But for this woman, for both women, because you haven't been able yeah. to put them together, you're just like, nah, 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 this is this is different. Like, there's no way. Like, <laughs> yeah, because it's like, I think it was Valentine's Day that uh, Selena and Bruce have the talk of going places. And then Catwoman and Bruce have the talk later on at a different holiday murder. I forgot which one. But yeah, so like you said, it's kind of like the connection was kind of running through. And also the running theme that like Catwoman literally pops up everywhere. And then Batman's always like, why the fuck are you here? Like, are you helping? Are you not helping? Because every time I go somewhere, you're here. Yeah, but thankfully she has a very good reason yes. in the long Halloween to be directly involved because Balcony has a million dollar hit on her head because since the first murder, they thought that it was either Catwoman or Batman, so there's a million dollar bounty on each of their heads yeah. set by Falcone. And so, it doesn't help that Catwoman scratched Falcone in the face. <laughs> it's Definitely not. <laughs> but in the yeah, so the, in this story, like she has an exceptional reason, which often I don't think she gets a good reason. She's just yeah, there. So, yeah, exactly. But this one definitely, it's like she at the end of the day, Catwoman will look out for herself first and foremost. And when there's and a hit on you, I think that's definitely what correct. you need to do. Whatever correct. the fuck you need, especially because a million dollars is going to motivate a lot of people. Yeah. So that's why she like intermittently jumps in and helps, and it's and like Batman's like. Are you good? Are you bad? Like, what are you fighting for? And she's like, I'm fighting for what I always fight for. Herself, her safety, like, the preservation of her life. Of her life yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of everything, like, she does moving forward. Like, she can't do anything because of the hit on her. Or she can't really, like, take it easy or do the things she wants because she has to always be looking over her shoulder that a hitman isn't about to kill her. So, yeah. So, that's why she's always involved in that. You see her, like, eavesdropping on on uh batman dent and gordon when they're trying to figure things out you see her eavesdropping on the falcones themselves um and, and then you see her with batman either giving him information like where falcone is hiding all this money um or uh, what they're gonna go do next or things like that so she's definitely helpful but obviously yeah for herself all right so then so that's valentine's day is my favorite part and also how it ends i really like Everybody, when you see all the, the different scenes of everybody, like, Batman's like, I believe in Batman. Gordon's like, I believe in Gotham. And all that stuff. I think that that was a really amazing way to end it. And, and some people believe in Harvey Dent. And some people, we won't say who yet, <laughs> <laughs> believe, in believe in Harvey Dent. Dent. Um, and I think that that was um, such, I don't know, I, I like, I loved, I loved it. I loved how it ended. Um, and you can definitely see the influences it had on The Dark Knight trilogy especially um at the end there like what you believe in and who you believe in and you see gordon with the struggle like i hate when i relate to gordon because i want to smack him upside the head with his own damn book but i too <laughs> believe in gotham city i yeah. i think ugh, i love gotham so much i think i love her just as much as i love bruce wayne love gotham city so be better jim gordon <laughs> fuck <sighs> he is a lot of the time yeah whatever Okay, so what was your favorite part? Maybe? So as as you selected Catwoman, we are who we are at the deepest of our core. So 
unfortunately, <laughs> for this conversation, <sighs> I really enjoyed the Joker yeah. and Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, I, whatever, whatever. <laughs> the only thing, Joker, Joker this, Joker that, you, you sucker. <laughs> At our core, we are who we are, and I think that, um, especially nowadays, there's too much, like, fucking mania when it comes to Joker, and while that's a part of it, I think reading this, especially in this time in comics, is really refreshing, I say, as something that's already existed, obviously. Yeah. (laughs) But going back, it, it can be refreshing sometimes. Yeah, to have a take where joker does have a plan that isn't complete and total madness it's just twisted by him being the joker because in this one it, i believe it's christmas also i found it hilarious him singing christmas jingles like <laughs> just like yeah it was christmas <laughs> i just i like that he wants to gas the city yes like always you know mm-hmm. the huge but it's because as usual crazy joker fashion there's not enough room in gotham city for like more madmen it's joker can be the only mad person in gotham city so he wants to gas the entire town square because he wants to find who Holiday is. Yeah. He wants Holiday to be gone because he needs to be the crazy person. So he's going to gas the entire city. And I think that fight scene is really good. Yeah. I think all the fight scenes in this have been, like, super clutch. Because, again, oh, God, I just love it. Like, <clears throat> I just can't. I can't. I can't. I, can't. I don't think it's you so see good. aerial fights enough with Batman. You see yeah. a lot of car chases. You see a lot of, like, alley punches and brawls. You see a lot of space shit nowadays. But you need more. You need more flying over Gotham City, trying to save it, crashing into a clock tower, basically. Yeah. Um, and I think, the w- going back to just the way Tim Sale draws villains, I think there's a beautiful juxtaposition in terms of um, the way that Joker's eyes are drawn and the rest of his face, because there's a serious look in his eyes, like, and then the redness for like some of the madness is more like a tired look in his eyes, but then just mangled features for the rest of it. So I really like reading I really enjoyed reading that. And then other than that it would probably be poison ivy because right? there's like nothing it. more terrifying than um being a pheromone for hire. Which is essentially <laughs> what she is. She's getting hired by the Falcone family to seduce Bruce Wayne and she does because nobody can resist her for all eternity. She's going to just take us all over again. Yeah. And I love this. <laughs> yeah. We're looking at the at the page at the end of the chapter before Valentine's, right? Or mm-hmm. on Valentine's already. No, that's Valentine's. Right? Yeah, Valentine's. the end of Valentine's. The end of the Valentine's Day chapter where you see her just kind of like absorbing Bruce. Bruce. Yeah, Bruce into her, her bush. <laughs> so creepy. Can I you know. say something else? Okay, <laughs> into you her see, vines. Into her vines. Okay, yeah. So you see her absorbing Bruce into her vines and foliage and like that kind of, or into the green basically with her. And it's just, it's so iconic and it's so beautifully drawn. And I love it. I love that panel. Yeah, the subtlety and just like that beauty because she's not drawn as beautiful as like other oh, definitely people yeah. do her. Like currently, like Clayman's Ivy is to oh die my. for. Um, but there's something as you touched upon with just like the fact that she's dripping in her plants, like dripping in vines and leaves and all that. So that's how she's able to get around life. And they hired her and she's like, fuck it, yeah, pay me, let's yeah. go. Because uh, in this, like you said, no, no one is really distinctly pretty or beautiful. It's very stylized. Um, but I I like it a lot. Like I will never like the whiskers on Catwoman's suit because I think they're really ugly. Um, but in general, she's drawn like so muscular, and like I kind of like it because, like you said, it explains 
how she's able how to she's do able the things to do she the can things do. Batman can pretty much do, and like he's a he's a muscular man, and she's a very muscular woman, and like you don't get that anymore because now all of them are like svelte and thin. Everybody and has that one ab line down the middle. Yeah, but the wor- <laughs> that, that is apparently the only ab line that's yeah. attractive on women. Um, and other than that, you get the V cut, and then that's it. That's that's how you are supposed to be as strong as the Dark Knight to be yeah. able to like hold him off a little in hand to hand. Yeah. And like, but no, this Catwoman <laughs> is buff. She's she is Tim's- buff. She is ripped. Tim Sale's Catwoman is ripped. In like all six pack, <laughs> biceps. Like this bitch can knock you out, and you can tell. And I think that that's attractive in its own way. And oh, yeah. like, and yeah, I'll always appreciate how he draws her, even though like that's not the prettiest I've obviously seen her drawn. Like, I, I there's I a reason it. for it, yeah. and that, that holds its own integrity and value. Correct. And I think that's correct. what he does with a lot of his characters. Like, there's that realism to Exa- it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, it's believable that she can outrun Batman, basically. If she has like all it- of this <laughs> internal core strength that could lift a house. But you're right. The whiskers could potentially go because I also get I get mouse vibes. But yeah, it's very mousey more than cat a lot of the time, especially with the shapes uh, Tim Sale specifically uses for her ears. It's way more mouse. Okay, Chelsea. So what would be your reasons as to why someone who has not read The Long Halloween should go out, make it up, read it online, and figure out what the fuck happens? Okay. Do you like Batman? Do you like murder mysteries? Well-written murder mysteries, because fuck you, Heroes in Crisis. Um, <laughs> if you like well-written murder mysteries, Batman, stylistic art, uh, I- an iconic Batman story that a lot of people talk about for good reason, then you should read The Long Halloween, because it is a very well-written story at the end of the day. Regardless if you like Batman or not, obviously if you like Batman, this is a plus because it's about him. <laughs> but even if you're just interested in a well-written comic that has uh, a lot of interesting plot lines and progression, The Long Halloween. I think it's a great read, regardless of your feelings of uh, it's too popular a lot of people Shut too many people talk up. about oh my god it's okay i got four out of five of the reasons why you should read it and it took me like eight years so yeah <laughs> i mean if you're not i and i can totally understand not being motivated to read something even though you really want to because that's my life in comics but if you ever get the chance to you're like let's pick up this 13 issue series that looks pretty good you know what? i wreck the i wreck the long halloween i can stand it and you do you have a free weekend to do nothing right do you like looking at cryptic fucking art (laughs) this is amazing do you like being confused and in a good way yeah do you like being pleasantly confused because like interested confused yeah not like lost in a maze confused more like what are you talking about confused (laughs) you're listening to this podcast so three of these things might two of the three of the things you've already got because you've got a free weekend if you're listening to us and you like being confused because i don't know what i'm saying uh, <laughs> you enjoy classic Batman. Yes, I think this yes. is Tim Sale's art, and then the way that Batman is presented as this so, the stoic man of fear. Yeah, I but think. protector. Yes, using fear to protect and just being this kind of very rigid and stoic man as Batman. Not so much of the rage is in here. Not so yeah, much of self pity. Like you don't get a lot of these other things that can make a good Batman story. Don't get me wrong. But it's not the reason why you really get into Batman. You don't get into Batman for his self-hate. You get into him for being a protector of the city and wanting to to save people. Because you touch upon 
his family's loss, but he doesn't get sucked into it. He uses it to propel himself to justice. So, you know, if you got a free weekend, like cryptic art, like being pleasantly confused, and enjoy a classic Batman who isn't really sad, I think you should read yes, this. Yes, I think that's, a, a, that's definitely a plush, that he's not really sad. Like, he um, kind of retrospectively understands his tragedy. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it doesn't weigh him down more so as, like, propel him up because he's like, I promised them that I would clean up the city. And one day I really think that I can make good on that promise. Even through all the things that happen in this, that it seems like um, everything should go to shit. And like the losses that they all had during this story, even with all that, he still thinks at the end of the day that he could be a power for good because he believes in Batman. 100%. Like even going back to Christmas, the Christmas chapter with the Joker, like it gets to the point where he's like, I think that I'm getting closer to my promise. Yeah. I think I'm getting closer to completing this. Not only the promise that you made at the beginning of the story to be able to catch Holiday, but that promise to your parents. And it, I think it's very – today in comics, you see a lot of sad Bruce Wayne, a lot of Bruce Wayne who's, like, riddled with guilt, which, I mean, like, of course he would be with so much that's happened in his life. But in this story, it is not a hindering factor. The losses and the tragedies he has faced propel him forward. And I think that's the Bruce Wayne and the Batman that you fall in love with and the Batman that you respect and the Batman that you want to be when you're seven years old. Yeah, correct. A hundred percent. And I think that, again, that's another feature that's really exciting about this because, yeah, like you said, today we get the sadness, the guilt but also the motivation to move forward, kind of like in one bundle. Mm-hmm. Here, you don't get so much of that that sad kind of broody, like bring everything down and kind like I of said, Batman. I can, I can be yeah, down exactly. with a sad Bruce Wayne. Yeah, but I think but for this, is, this story, mm-hmm, it really needed to be, yes, dark, but still positive. Someone who is persistent, who is resilient, and who is able to overcome things, because that's the savior Gotham needs. Because, girl, Gotham's fucked. <laughs> Now, these are the reasons you should read it. Now, if you're convinced you're not going to read it and you want to know who Holiday is without scrolling all the way down to Wikipedia, we're about to tell you. So if you don't want to know who Holiday is, goodbye and welcome back next time. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. (laughs) Now, if you want to know who Holiday is, I had no idea who the fuck it was. Neither did I. I thought it was going to be Maroney. I thought it was going to be Harvey Dent. I thought it was going to be Jim Gordon. I'm kidding. I never thought it was going to be Jim Gordon. (laughs) Um, And for once in my life, I didn't think Batman was crazy. I was like, it could have been Batman. No, like, he's really, like, detective, hardcore, logical. It was so good. I love this Batman. Uh, I thought it was Sophia, like I said, because they, it hinted a lot that it could have been a woman. Especially when he yes. talked to Calendar Man. He specifically said she. And then Batman had to be like, could be a he. And then he's like, I suppose it could. Um, so, like, with all the she kind of name dropping, I really, really thought it was going to be Sophia or something. So that's kind of what I was looking at, but I never expected it to be Gilda. Gilda Dent. Dun 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 dun. Miss Dent. <laughs> Miss Gilda Dent. Yeah, but technically, wait, wait it's a two-parter. Yeah, there are two people yeah. who are technically the murderer holiday. It is Miss Gilda Dent and uh, Alberto Falcone. Falcone's son, who supposedly died Christmas Eve, faked his death and then continued the holiday murders. Because Gilda only did the first ones. The first, the first two. two. Yeah, the first two. 
Um, and then Alberto kind of continued from there and he killed him. He faked his death in order to like eliminate himself for the equation and continue doing it. And also technically Harvey is also holiday as Batman says at the end, because he kills uh, the Falcones at the end of the story on Halloween. So Batman's like, technically Dent was a holiday as well because it's Halloween today and he just killed a bunch of people. Yeah. So it goes, it's like that full circle of just yes. like the dents being crazy, like starting with the dent, <laughs> ending with the dent, unfortunately. But I never even knew who the fuck Alberto was before any of this. So yeah, yeah, I didn't either. I was like, who is this scrawny little man? <laughs> I think it was a pleasant twist. I agree. I did not expect any of it other than dent, but I mean, he becomes two-faced, so I was expecting something. Yeah, and Batman fucking knew, as usual, a new part of it. Yeah, new part of it. Like, he did suspect dent for a lot of it, uh, but... Never, never really Gilda. He expected it to kind of be Alberta, though. Yeah. So, hey, maybe knowing the end makes you be like, fuck, maybe I should go see if I can find the clues. Yeah. Go, go. Be a go, little detective. Yeah. yeah. Catwoman was my biggest clue, but because yeah. <laughs> I pay attention to her. <laughs> yeah. Because there's a line that's like, oh, a 22, perfect for a woman. So I was like, that's when I was like, woman, woman. And it's tried to. If someone that. else had said that, Jelsey would not have been like, yeah, I would not have woman. registered it at all. I'd have been like, oh, cool. <laughs> Kept reading. And, and then, like, the way the exposition happens at the end with Gilda is also 1010, really good. And, like I said, everyone's end exposition, so good. Gordon, with his, yeah. Gordon's, I believe in Gotham. Batman's, I believe in Batman. And then Gilda's, I believe in Harvey Dent. Like it, like you said, full circle. And it's just really well written, and you should all go read it, regardless if you know who the killer is or not. I think it'll still be surprising how you end up there. One hundred percent. So yeah. go check out the Long Halloween. Go check out anything that Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale are on together, because you're not gonna be disappointed. Yeah. And you can hit us up on Twitter when you do. Send us a picture. Send us an email. We're Caped Critiques on Twitter. Yes. Capes and Critiques at Gmail dot com. Come on, we're bored. So are you. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, and you can tell us your favorite part of Long Halloween if we didn't really expand on it too much. So, yeah. So, with that, we'll see you next issue. <laughs>